very interesting court case that's uh, at the Supreme Court right now, and it's being viewed by the justices. And I think it's been all over the news about uh, an assistant coach to a football team in Washington State, and I think it's Bremerton School District. And this guy, his name is uh, Joseph Kennedy. And apparently he got hired and he was, you know, assistant coach. And at the end of the football games, he would go out on the 50-yard line and and he would pray and take a knee. Um, thank God for keeping the players safe. Um, thank him for, um, you know, good competition. And actually just, you know, uh, you know, a spirited game that benefited everyone. And I think over time what they were seeing was some players asked to participate. He didn't ask anyone to participate. He didn't make anyone participate. Um, but I think the argument obviously came into play at some point um, down the road when another coach, uh, an opposing coach came and he just, he, you know, he mentioned, Hey, this is really neat that he's allowed to go out on the football field and pray. And, you know, and prayer has been removed from public schools. Uh, and we know that um, it has right. been for some time. And so, this is where we're going to start to see maybe hopefully some changes because uh, being able to stand up for our faith and being able to be open about it is very important for us Christians. And I think that we should be able to pray anywhere we want to, and uh, we should be able to actually express our faith. Now, I know the borderline of all of this with this particular case is whether or not they felt like just him doing it made players and even parents feel like they needed to participate in it because obviously players need to make their coach happy and, and participate in things, but he never asked anyone to participate. Right. But, right. you know, at some point here, they ended up firing him and not renewing his contract. And, uh, and this has gone to the courts, the uh, lower district court, and then the ninth circuit courts. Um, and they've turned down his appeals. They found that you're a public servant, you were on duty and, you could have unduly pressured players uh, to participate even when you didn't ask them just because of your position. Um, and so that's kind of where the big argument, is, you know, is taking place with all of this right now. Yeah, and it's just an excuse. This, this battle has been going on since the, what, the late 50s, early 60s, when they first struck uh, that blow to, bring, uh, to take uh, prayers out of schools. It happened actually yeah. before I was born. Uh, ever since then, the enemy has not been satisfied and never will be satisfied with where he is right now. We've uh, we've grown more and more politically uh, to the left uh, over the years. Uh, it's happened my entire lifetime. And what you're seeing now is basically the emboldenment of the of the of the of the left side of the aisle that will not rest until all God is is ripped right out of society. Right. Uh, there you can't have a Ten Commandments. Uh, plaques standing somewhere anywhere near the public uh, public circuit anymore, you know, right. in the public square. Mm-hmm. Now, when you remove God from the public square, you're in trouble. And we have Absolutely. been in trouble for a long time. Uh, removing yeah. prayer from the school, I think, was one of the greatest evils ever done in America. Because what yeah. it did is it uh, raised an entire generation, actually probably two or three generations now, yeah, of, wow. of people who have grown up in a world where it was no longer... Uh, necessary or even appropriate to have the opportunity to pray. I'm not yeah. an advocate for anyone being forced to pray. Uh, sure. If the if the man had been browbeating someone to go out there and pray with him and they, against their will, of course that would have been wrong. But see, that's a slander. That's what the enemy likes to do. That's what the left likes to claim happens all the time, and it and it does not. 
right. Uh, no, no Christian in their right mind would force somebody to pray if they don't want to. Uh, right. The fact of the matter is they, they simply hate God and they want him removed from the public square. Absolutely. Well, and I think that is where this gets very interesting. And even some of the liberal judges on, on the court, and, and I have that here, is that um, they, uh, and it was uh, Justice Stephen Breyer, he basically says that it seems like the line drawing problem is about the 50 yard line just after the game. And when the school said, don't do it on the 50 yard line, do it 10 minutes later. So they were like, just wait till everybody leaves, you know, be off duty and just do what you want to. And of course, the game was over and, you know, and he, you know, and players were leaving and all those kinds of things. But obviously there must have still been individuals around to notice he uniquely would go do something as an expression of his faith. Um, and so there, there, there is a very interesting part of the article from the New York, New York Times and from Forbes that is showing that our Supreme Court, which is, you know, stacked now with more conservatives on it, are starting to kind of give a nod and tip their hat to the idea that there is an injustice taking place against Christians and against religious faith. Because w- w- what they're raising here is the whole idea that, well, what if it was somebody kneeling uh, on the field or during the anthem and expressing a racial, the racial injustice that we've seen taking place? Or maybe somebody flying a Ukrainian flag protesting the Russian. And so would those be out of bounds as oh, well? Of course, so raising these of course questions. not. Of course right, not. And absolutely. that's where, and that's where we've, we've talked about it before. That's where the duplicity comes in. That's where the double standards come in. Uh, when you have it stacked up one, when you have all the power right now is stacked in one way. And so as we've discussed in previous episodes, uh, it has become the easiest thing in the world to lampoon the body of Christ. It has been that's the right. easiest. You, you, can't, you can get away with lampooning the body of Christ in, in ways that you would never even dream about doing for a Muslim or for a, a Buddhist or any other, any right. other religion on earth. Right. Um, and this is just an extension to that. This is, if it was any other thing out there, if that guy was, he could have been out there doing any other thing uh, and nobody would have had a problem with it. That's uh, right. Even, even if, it, even if it was controversial, they would have let him go. Well, the yeah. fact that he is praying to God, the fact that he is honoring God, the enemy just can't stand that. He's not going to let it stand. Of course he was going to have, inspire someone or or prod someone without them knowing it or to, to you know hang around after the game to see what this guy is doing so that they can raise a ruckus right um and they can um, spread all kinds of lies and we've seen this in scripture too this is this is not a new game you know it's this is the right. same game they played when when they stacked uh a couple uh naysayers across from uh from uh nabob uh to so that ahab could steal his vineyard um, so to, to claim that he had cursed God and have him stoned, uh, they played the same game against Stephen uh, in the book of Acts. That's right. Uh, when, when they wanted to, went, wanted to remove him from the earth, all they had to do is stack a couple of people up and basically claimed he had cursed God and he had uh, cursed the temple and he had said that Jesus was going to change their customs. And before you know it, they were stoning him. It's, this is the same game playing over and over again. The enemy can't help himself. Uh, yeah. Of course, it's, the man's not being stoned. Thank God we're not to that level by any stretch of the imagination, right. but but right. but it it never changes, and it also is a commentary about our our judicial system. The fact that this thing has had to go all the way to the Supreme Court tells you that it went through a lot of liberal layers on the on the way up. People who that's exactly actually, right. ag- actually agree with the idea that we should be sequestered in our prayers. 
Right. Well, you know, and that's the sad part about our judicial system is it's very stacked with political appointees. And so you could pretty much guess about how the cases and the judgments will go as it goes through. And, you know, hopefully as this works its way through the Supreme Court, that if nothing else, it starts to help create more of an even playing field with religious faith expression and all the other things out there that are, and this is what they're saying here, that they are controversial, but that these acts are actually courageous. This coach was courageous. And yes, what he did was going to be controversial at some point. Right. But well, let's hope let's hope he wins. I really do hope that this starts to open up more of a dialogue about at least creating a fair playing field for Christian expression alongside right. of everyone else who has the right to express themselves, whether they have uh, alternative lifestyles and beliefs, whether or not they're a different religious faith, or whether or not there is social injustice or things of that nature taking place, or maybe global injustice. We all should be able to express that in a way without forcing or forcing people to participate in it. But that's where they're getting at here. The First Amendment is where they're really anchoring to with him, his freedom of expression of his faith. That's right. And in the end, the Lord always wins. This is is gonna turn out, you know, all things work to the good of those who love the Lord. And this is gonna turn out for our good. One way or the other, uh, he will prevail, and so will we. Yeah, absolutely. Send me your sons of tomorrow.